1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We'll just let the plane. This uh... is twenty. This is twenty minutes, in Instead of this, <laughs> this is, is twenty minutes, t- <laughs> Twenty minutes, and welcome to. <laughs>
0: 206 of 20 Minute Tins and I are joined on this fateful day by Stephen. Yes you are, don't worry. Don't worry. And Melly is yes. in the house. How are we chaps? Good, good. What a
1: week it's been. What a what fun a...
0: old week in Timdom Do it Do you has know what's been. been really, really calm and relaxing and tranquil? Celtic Twitter, it has been so see when I'm getting stressed what I do is I just fire open Twitter and I'll have a read at Celtic Twitter and just everyone just brings my blood pressure right down It's all such good humour as well, so so many fine senses of humour out there about football Everyone (laughs) taking things so easily, Um, and if you're wondering what we're talking about, yes we're talking about the transfer window and yes we're going to get to it, but first of all we must talk about Patreon Uh, If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a subscription service which offers extra podcasts in exchange for you supporting this podcast. Uh, It takes like two cents to sign up. It starts about two quid a month, Stephen, less than the price of a coffee. And you get hundreds and hundreds of extra podcasts. From the moment you sign up, you get the entire back catalogue. So if you like what we do on the Monday podcast and you'd like to hear some more from us and people like the History Boys and lots of other great contributors, you can find that on patreon.com slash 20 minute Tim's.
1: Yes, and well delivered there, Jamie, by the way. That was a nice and scripted uh, plug for <laughs> Straight it Straight from the top of my dome. <laughs> <laughs> and it, oh, it keeps us keeps the ball rolling, keeps the lights on in this year's studio there. It keeps the Monday podcast afloat. It keeps the flagship afloat is what I probably yes, should have said. The flagship. there. flagship. That was a better version of that. But yeah, that's exactly what to do.
0: And one thing we have been doing on the Patreon is we do the Transfer Window Podcast where we dive deep into Celtic's transfer dealings. Snigger um, And we do other things Like we commission people To go and scout the players We've just signed And we give you an in-depth report on them That is all there It would be remiss Not to cover it on this podcast Because we're all three of us Sitting here furious Well, are we furious, Stephen?
1: <laughs> nah, I'm kind of over it now As we sit here It's, what, the 3rd of February yeah. um, I just want to establish A couple of things up front And I okay. think right One It is okay To want Celtic to sign players Without without being A. A bedwetter Yes B wanting the club to go bust in the pursuit of transfers because there seems to be a lot, an awful lot of belief out there that, oh, remember what happened to Rangers? They signed players well, and they... <laughs>
0: have plenty of money in the bank, so that,
1: that's yeah. not going to happen. No, it wasn't... A lot of things were banded about on deadline day. There, there, there was a, a clear rift in the Celtic support. There were people who... I mean, we're all on the same side, guys, but we, we all want the same things. We all just want Celtic to be the best possible yeah. team slash club they can be, that they can afford. that That's all everyone wants. If you don't want them be the same players, if you think we've got enough, that's fair enough. If you do want that extra we push for, a, for the title and Europe and beyond, that's also okay. We don't need to all fall out about it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. And, and I was in the camp that's, that probably believed we could have been doing with an extra couple of things. And it wasn't based on nothing. It wasn't based on panic. It wasn't based on anything like this. It wasn't because, you know, Sevco are coming up behind us. They're going to win the league. It's just that I want Celtic to constantly be pushing. I'm not the only one, but the manager thought that as well. That I can only go on what Neil Lennon was saying throughout the window and that he wanted experience in. He said yep. it several times. He was asked maybe as recently as a week ago, are you still after that winger you mentioned? And he, he said, yes, yep. that, that's what he said. And we didn't get it. We didn't get an experience, anything, and we didn't get a winger. That's not to say I think the wheels are going to come off. But at the time, I was disappointed that nothing was done to just give Celtic that extra push. I think we needed a centre-half in. However, if a guy we're going to talk about tonight, if Stephen Welsh is going to be that guy. That's all you have to say. Aye. <laughs> that's all you had to say, and I would have been fine. But
0: other than that, I'm I'm alright. I'm okay. I'm, I'm not really fuming about it by any means. You're certainly not alone. I put a poll up on our Twitter feed at 20 Minute Tim's. Um how harpy are you with Celtic's transfer business? Do you think the manager was backed with the investment we needed? Did we strengthen in the areas we needed? The options were uh, I moved away from the emoji right, options okay, that I yeah. usually do. Um, it was delighted, happy, should have done better, or abysmal. And most people, 52% of respondents, thought we should have done better. Mellie, we do want the same things. We dream the same dreams. We just wanted Celtic to come out of the window stronger than they went into it. I know th- that we need is to stick together. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you picked that up, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that we came out of the window stronger than we went into
1: it? Well, Jamie, I voted abysmal.
0: Did you? Yeah, oh.
2: I was... I was thinking on Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning. I was furious. I think I was up there with the old two-two semi-final against Rangers. You getting ruthless. Oh, I was absolutely incandescent. <laughs> was it you say you could hear my blood boiling? Yes, uh, sounded uh, like bacon sizzling. <laughs> uh, I was not happy. I had to go running Saturday morning to clear my skull. <laughs> I was very... I accidentally ran to Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was furious. I thought. the not just the fact that they didn't bring in someday Neil Lennon said he wanted. I thought we could have got a centre-half and a winger. It's the fact that something always stuck with me a couple of years ago that Gary Neville said. He said, clubs that are scrambling about on deadline day for players are badly run clubs. And that's exactly what Celtic were doing. Mm, yeah. we all, we've all heard the rumours that Celtic didn't want to do any other business till Rangers went out and signed players. For a start, I don't know why. It takes Rangers doing anything for Celtic to do anything. It yeah. seems that's the way. Stay a, a game ahead of Rangers and Peter Lawl's happy.
0: I don't know if I believe that rumour. I've heard it, but I don't know if I
2: believe it. It's out there and yeah. it didn't seem like So if Celtic were happy with their business, why didn't they come out and say on Wednesday night, when Neil Lennon was asked, no, that's me, that'll be me, I don't need any more players in. Yeah. I've got Stephen Welsh and we've let, let two wingers go, I don't think we need another one. But then we got the injury to Johnson, so maybe that had something to do with it. But we should have got somebody in, and to be scrambling about phoning agents after six o'clock on deadline day just makes the club look pure amateurish. It was embarrassing phoning Atsu and Jordan Ibe and Jordan Rhodes getting rumoured like, what is going on here? That,
0: that, that's the one thing that got to me. Well like I made the point on, on Twitter, I'll take responsibility for using this one on the twenty minute turns Twitter. And uh, other, every other tweet, please. Yeah, and every other tweet. Um a lot of people picked it up completely wrong, but one thing that that uh, what I was trying to highlight was the way people say, you know, it's difficult for Celtic to bring in players. Yeah. You know, it's it's difficult shopping in our market. I don't believe that because it's
2: not we done it in the summer and we bought players in yeah,
0: there. I, I don't I don't believe that because Every other club around Celtic, so Hull bought a player from Motherwell. Um, Rangers brought in players. Now I'm not saying we should bring in Rangers players. I'm saying Rangers managed to no, conduct and transfer business. That's key here, and because that is what people
1: thought we said. Well, we should have been saying guessing yeah. um, What's his face, Kimberry? Yeah, never. Uh, couldn't have been further from the truth. That's uh-huh. not what that tweet said.
0: Um, you know, Hull have signed players, Rangers have signed players, Motherwell have signed players, Manchester United have signed players, players and teams in the Championship, League One, Premier League, teams in France, Holland, Germany, all these countries, Belgium, Austria, all these clubs, France and Spain, France it's France Spain, Spain. Yeah, all these clubs at all sorts of levels are signing players and when Celtic don't do it, we're supposed to believe that it's because Celtic exists in some unique market. And it's, I just don't believe It's the case Now Like you say me When Celtic are scrambling On deadline day Why are you making An inquiry for a player On deadline day what, <laughs>
2: Where's the planning Where's wh- September To like, the 1st of January What's happened in
0: there So w- When I'm faced with This body of evidence Other clubs are signing players Right So transfer business To me Although it's more difficult in January It's not especially difficult When people say The quality When you want to go And get the quality there Doesn't exist for Celtic Well Celtic have got lots of money So they can just go out And pay it um, and then I look at how Celtic have famously conducted their transfer business in public over the last two years with John McGinn and Turnbull and all the messing about there. The body of evidence suggests that it's not difficult to buy players, but it's difficult when you conduct your business the way that Celtic do a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah, And, and we all uh, know uh, the problems we've had with the scouting. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been a wide open debate. That's the thing. I, I want for us
1: and Celtic to remove a certain thing from the vocabulary and Neil Lennon annoyed me by saying it during the week as well he, he used the term panic buy he, he said we're not going to go out and sign panic buys and I'm like nobody asked you to sign any right. panic buys mate." We've, we've had since August to identify players to, b- to bring in in January nobody wants a panic buy those aren't the only options it's not sign nobody or sign someone for the sake of it there are other ways to go about it there, as I say we, even if the worst case scenario you've had a month to identify players I'm okay with it overall, I just wish it was just a little bit more efficient and there, there are a lot of people apologising for Celtic out there. I, I mean, apologising is, is the wrong word because Celtic are very successful and since the, the window closed Celtic have pulled ahead even further in the transfer window. Would you race. feel different if they hadn't have pulled ahead? If it had to stay the same, yeah, I would I would feel so, differently. But that my point is that that game has somewhat vindicated the people who who wanted to stay still, who who think we've got enough. Yeah, I think we've I think we've got enough. Yep, yeah, I can go along with that. I, I, why but, is enough good enough? Yeah, that, that precisely. Why. Why are we looking for enough? Why are we not going for the maximum? Again, what I said earlier was the best team and club Celtic can be for their budget. I don't. I'm not expecting anyone to go go breaking the bank or busting the the wage structure wide open. But Celtic can afford it. Celtic can afford players, and that's that's all I wanted. I didn't want panic buys, and I don't even want that to be mentioned because, again, no one is asking you to go out and sign players for the sake of it. Neil Lennon said he wanted a
2: winger so then on Wednesday when Mikey Johnson get injured and it looks like he's out for a couple of months you've got two days it's, you don't need to panic by but you said you wanted a player in that position a guy you're relying on then gets injured the other guy in that position is already injured Yeah, it is kind of panic time is it not because and the other two are gone obviously and you've sold more- two and the other one Johnny Hayes plays more left back so Maybe not panic buys, maybe the wrong word to use, but you need to get somebody in. We didn't. And what always sticks out again when we eat with me is when you said, Stephen, like when Rogers was in and we were getting to a certain point, you don't want to feel as if that's it. That's as good as it gets. Celtic could have pushed on from that. They didn't. They regressed. We sort of addressed it in the summer, but it was too late to get in the Champions League. And again, Peter Long has said in the past, January is Celtic's most important window because we get players in for the, champ, the Champions the League qualifiers. Now, this season is the closest we have ever been run to not winning the league this year. It's a possibility we won't in the league. And it's been a worst January for a while. <laughs> but Where's the yeah. sense in that? We have the money. We have players. We've aden- the managers have identified positions. And we didn't go out and do that. See, if you're happy... Treble, treble, won 10 titles in a row. Brilliant. What happens when we don't win a trophy? Do you then moan or do you moan now when you can do something about it? Because that's not good yeah. enough bringing in two 21 year olds when the manager has said he wants something completely different to that. He said he wanted minimum two, maximum four. He got the minimum, he got the bare
0: minimum. <laughs> I think the, uh, well, I mean, there's definitely questions over how much football these two guys are going to play before now at the end of the season. They don't speak English. That's okay, Melly. You can sign players that <laughs> <and> don't <laughs> speak English. I know it's mental, but it's Brexit uh, on the brain here. It's <laughs> just happened, and Melly's playing his hand, playing his hand here. Um, and they go to one of the Brexit parties? By the way. <laughs> no, I'll give that one up, buddy. Um aye, look, I think Celtic can win the league with the players they've got, but the, the fact is, we needed help. Uh, the manager wanted it and didn't get it. Still, um, got Europe coming up as yeah. well, people and, forget. And the thing is, we're only going on the, the the what the evidence that we've got in front of us. Yeah, people, from Celtic listen to this podcast. Yes It's a popular Celtic podcast <laughs> Right If anyone from Celtic Wants to contact us Like they have in the past They give us rouse about things If anybody wants to <laughs> If anybody wants to contact us And sit us down And have a chat And explain What the difficulty is To get the message out To help us understand Then I'm all for it All I'm saying is I'm just making my judgement on Neil Lennon saying I want minimum two Maximum four I want experience I want a winger And it doesn't happen And then there's plenty of players That we could have got That some are still without clubs Some went to lesser clubs And you're thinking If these guys were available for a move Why are they not on Celtic shirts now? Yeah And it's mystifying It's mystifying That's all I can say But I do think ultimately That we've got enough To get it over the line But if we don't get it over the line It's just another question that Peter Lowe's going to have to answer
1: An example of who you're One of the players you're talking about there Is possibly Wanyama Now I never fully believed that Celtic Were going to get that over the line But there seemed to be noises Coming out that, that They certainly were interested And Wanyama was open to the idea the the biggest club he was being linked with, uh, aside from Celtic during the window, was Amiens it was yep. from France. So it's not as if, like, surely, Celtic can, can be competing with a, a club like that. It was rumoured at the time that Spurs were going to be picking up a huge percentage of his wage should that move go through, and Celtic so just didn't seem to be.
0: Well, I think what happened there was. I was always sceptical of the one thing because of how much money he makes and because we know yeah. like Daniel Levy and Peter Law trying to agree on something <laughs> is never going to happen <laughs> and I think uh, Daniel Levy done what, what we call a Peter Law I think he went to AMI on- they agreed some sort of deal where Spurs were picking up say sixty percent of his wages, yeah. and then when it came back to get signed, Daniel even went, you know what? I'd actually prefer you guys picked up sixty percent of the wages, and I, mean, I went, well, we can't do that, so it's yeah. not a go. Um, that is a clash of the titans, isn't into, it? and, and that, that's Scrapping why. Scrapping on a heated driveway, man. But <laughs> the, the, the fact of the matter is, we're just going to have to do it. We yeah, just absolutely. we move on, we move on, and we deal with it. Um, I just
1: wish they wouldn't talk so much on the window as well about how just PR one, it better. Want them in before Dubai, yeah, just PR it better. <laughs> when that ever happen um, we couldn't even get Jack Hendry in before Dubai that fateful window. we want them in before Dubai we want experience in we want this we want that and then nothing happens we, so. we
0: did sign the Polish Jamie Vardy though or the yes, Polish yes. Uh, Lewandowski um, want to see him play some football before we give him any nicknames like that please mm, yes. um, We bit sceptical about that signing to say the least uh, Soro I just want to see them play football. Now, if Soro can come in and stop Scott Brown playing as, as much football as he has been and all that sort of stuff, then that's terrific. Yeah. You know, there's a game against Clyde coming up. You would expect to see maybe Klamala, maybe Soro feature in these games. Yeah,
1: because the, uh, people often, we've spoken about it before, people throw around the word projects, but these guys, they're no 17. They are 21, yeah. but approaching 22. They should be looking to feature... Somewhat For their club What I said last week Was that I'm fine with players Coming in Who are going to take Six or seven weeks To get up to speed That's absolutely expected But what I don't want Is someone who's going to Take a year To, to end well, up Well
0: the was Three and a half million That's not project money No no it's not That's I mean when was the last time We paid three and a half million For a play He must be in the top five Of recent years Kouassi Sinclair, Kuat, right. Oh, Jeez Okay well maybe It's a project um, <laughs> Anyway We've got a games of football To talk about One of them Is a 3-0-1 Against St. Johnson what Did you like that, Melee? Half. It was
2: sensational stuff A game of one half <laughs> uh, well,
0: Both of these matches were a game of one half, really um, All the way up to Perth, for Melee at the match Of our live reaction podcast um, We killed them off in the first half, Melee We were flames, we were absolute flames Yep,
2: it was absolutely brilliant Straight from the off, something we moan about, don't we? Like Celtic seem to start Us? games no poor we're Moaning bastards but <laughs> we, we seem to start games poor, but we just went for them Look, It was a horrible night, the pitch was in some nick but see, when you go for the jugular of these teams, they can't handle it. The three-five-two suits us perfectly love, away from absolutely home. Absolutely love the 3 5 two. Away from home, absolutely smashing. Everybody on form, and Greg Taylor, bit of a shock inclusion, absolutely brilliant. So it brilliant, was, yep. he was absolutely tremendous that, that, the whole game. Everybody clicked. I thought Cham was brilliant. McGregor, Brown sat, and then just in front of him, it was McGregor and, uh, and Cham. Two of them, tremendous. Forrest getting back to a bit of the best. And look, if you. Before the game, if you said 3 0, you'd have said brilliant result. But when it's 3 0 at half time, you're always, I want 7. Yeah. seven. <laughs>
1: I think I said that in either the, or the Patreon Discord. Oh, you group. Down, did yeah, you? <laughs> I was like, see if this is one of those games yet again where Celtics set up as if they're going to annihilate a team like 8, 9, 10 0, and they do nothing in the second half. I'm going to be absolutely furious. And it wasn't even the second half, it was the first half an hour they basically stopped. It
2: didn't, obviously, it doesn't matter in the end because 3 0, no. job done. Uh, the only thing is just try and get it through with no injuries that didn't happen but some of the play in the first half was brilliant and I know we've had this winter break and it's a good idea but why do you absolutely run teams into the ground before and after it in (laughs) relentless football so but uh, just because we've got so many games, it was just about getting through the second half and on to the next one at the weekend. So it was brilliant. Some of the play. Some, even, of, the,
0: some of the interchange in our forward line was absolutely tremendous. Ah, Colin
1: York stuff eventually, ah, it. It was See, a, we, we dummies to each yeah. other and we one twos. Absolutely even brilliant. Be people listening to this podcast who don't know nah. that reference, even <laughs> though it's very recent. <laughs> one for the teenagers there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Even before we got the opening goal and before we got the second goal, we had chances galore, we were just. Every time we went down the pitch we were sort of in the across from the main stand and down to the left a bit, right in front of Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor, there was just balls fired in everywhere. Chances glow. Griffiths had a header and Cham gets the opening goal, but in between that There was chances
1: yeah. Just to go ahead It was brilliant stuff If you don't know Who I'm talking about Listeners If you're a bit young For that reference As we we joked about there Now Motherwell's player Devante Cole His dad <laughs> And uh, Is Har- that really his yes, dad? Yes And Is Harvey Price's dad anything? as well Yeah <laughs> So their dads w- were, were once a good partnership I didn't know That was his son Yeah oh, That's, that's right. interesting
0: Former rapper Andrew Cole well, <laughs> Milly, you touched on it, Greg Taylor, that was easily his best performance in a Celtic shirt.
2: Yeah, as I said, it was a bit of a short conclusion because we'd seen Johnny Hayes in previously, but uh, Greg Taylor got his chance and absolutely grabbed it. Maybe the Hamilton game he wasn't as good, which is a bit the whole team, could say the same for the whole team, but grabbed his chance, he was taking players on, he was whipping balls in, but... It's a bit harsh criticising But before he'd play the balls in He'd have a look up Whereas John Hayes Sort of plays it in areas But that's more his game But Greg Taylor He was getting down there and he had a good start against Wallace Duffy, who was a former Celtic player, right. wasn't he? But he was playing it right back because old T-Dog Ralston wasn't allowed to play. Yeah, of course, yeah. So All they right. they were a bit under strength there. If Ralston was in, he wouldn't get anywhere near as many <laughs> crosses in. But uh, You say that, but
0: up until very recently, uh, Anthony Ralston had the highest percentage success of dribbles in the league. Yeah. He um, might still do it. Yeah, I've not looked s- that I'm up. i I'm, talking, I'm, I'm still a, that's a, a bug in the system, <laughs> surely. <laughs> I'm talking about up until maybe a month ago on Wisecout. <laughs> he uh, hit the bar on Saturday
2: as well. Uh, he... Greg was brilliant, taking on his man, wee one-twos in between, so, uh, McGregor was moving over at that side and, and a play between them, Griffiths drifting over Edward. It was brilliant to watch and uh, I just thought, this is it, he's got to get a run in the
1: team now. Greg Taylor was brilliant. It, it, on another day, he could have had two, three assists because there was one he pinged from quite deep right on top of Lee Griffiths' head and he just sort of arrowed it past the, the far post. Yeah, it was a good idea. Yeah. His ball, <laughs> the ball he was playing in a lot of the night. You're right, it is a lot more it's a lot more deliberate than Johnny Hayes. That I, I stuck up for Johnny Hayes and his use of crosses by saying there's definitely call for that if you've got the right strikers yeah. who are going to pounce on that kind of chance. It's just that against Ross County last week we didn't have anybody in there and his ball his ball was going to waste at that, that when he, he likes to fizz across the six yard box. But I thought Greg Taylor by Far his best game and um he deserves a run right I know we, we talk about runs of games all the time and not every player deserves it but I think Greg Taylor has done enough to warrant the fact that he, he should play a certain amount of games now I'm not talking about every game because Johnny Hayes will probably have his uses but as we've said before goalie has now played 27 games for Celtic Greg Taylor maybe 6, 7 something like that so it's hard to judge one against the other with such a disparity in the number of games played Johnny Hayes we know all about he's been here for several seasons now but I think Greg Taylor warrants to start now
0: It's a straight shout now between Taylor and Johnny Hayes isn't it? and yeah. Goli as far as Neil Lane is concerned he's more or less washed his hands of him
1: Well there are rumours out there now we're not journalists so we're allowed to just spout off unfounded rumours that we found off Twitter but there it is out there that Bolling Goli appears to have you know at least the, the word in the state is that he's fallen
0: out with people when But there's words that, that he he left this game in a, ta- left yeah, yeah, a taxi?
1: Yeah, yeah. In at Rugby Park as well. He, he just disappeared uh-huh. and, and went up the road. So uh, there was talk about them even...
0: Best to, place for him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> trying to offload him on deadline day, potentially. Yeah. Danny Fox material <laughs> In
0: Listen, London people were moaning About that right But I commend that See if If we've bought a player in For too long We've had the likes of Kwasi Who is not in the manager's plans And just yeah. hangs about Forever never never We've obviously identified That Bolan Goli Isn't in the manager's plans anymore And if true We try to get rid of him in January And that's good business yeah, that's Ruthless I'm, I'm fine with that Ruthless yeah. mainly I'm yeah.
1: ruthless uh, I'm, on, I'm on record on this podcast As saying I just don't think He's very good I don't, I don't think he's terrible But I just don't think He's that great a player If it's It's unfortunate If it's just going to be A complete £4 million hit within five months of him signing uh, (laughs) we said last week we don't know how Celtic have managed to spend 5.5 or whatever £6 million on left backs and Johnny Hayes is still getting a game that's fairly unforgivable but if one has been completely written off in that time and dear me. But again, I'm fine with it. I'd rather just do that, as you say, Jamie, than just hang on to the guy for, for years upon years and wind his contract down. He goes out on loan three times
0: yeah. and then he's i bye-bye. We've seen just, it before, yeah. Hey, the Edward and Griffiths partnership, Millie, with each passing game, you see that starting to become a bit more fruitful. They're starting to work better together.
2: Yeah, I think it was after this game Lennon was asked, is it natural or is it something you're working on? And he said, That's oh, was quite natural, which is a good thing, but going to work on it as well because if it's natural and then you work <laughs> yeah. on it it might get a bit better but I, I thought they were good again uh, not getting in each other's way linking up uh, both of them had good chances so it's looking good I'm not sure if it'll work at home And um, we've seen in the Hamilton game when they went down to 10 men there wasn't really a need for the three at the back so I think it is horses for courses but three five two.
1: St. Johnson and Hamilton its worked great so far. Do you make it? Maybe make a case for the likes of Rogich to come in at home. Maybe just drop a wee bit deeper and have Edward off off him because they, we all know how deep the defences sit when they come to Celtic Park. I don't know if the two up this is all going to work that well. I'd probably go back to four-two-three-one at yeah. home. Uh,
2: well, depending if we have fit players, ah, if Elginouse can play there, but we're a bit we're a bit stuck just now because we want to stick with this three-five-two, but with Jozo going off at half-time and then he the game at the plastic pitch at the weekend again. He couldn't play. I was wondering what would happen. Well, obviously, we brought in Welsh. So, we're a bit stuck on formation. We, we can do one or the other. We can't really switch between both because we yeah. don't have the players and didn't subsequently bring them in. But I, I liked it. It looked, looked brilliant, worked well. And then when you see the first goal good delivery in and Cham getting in my a header it was a great start an absolute peach love seeing that in a rainy night just the ball <laughs> scalping off
1: somebody's head and then hitting the net and the rain falling off it brilliant and of just, course you were in attendance Melly, because it was yes. another this week I've seen another double header of at the match yeah two aways as well yeah
0: isn't? that's right who's uh, I was looking at this the other day trying to figure out is there any other teams playing a three-five-two at the moment
1: Man City have dabbled a wee oh, yeah. bit recently because they're having problems at centre half. But uh, no, I, I couldn't really think of many who are
0: known for setting up consistently in that. Aye, it's quite interesting. Yeah. It's a bit of a throwback. I don't know if it's something that... I like sa- a throwback. I, I don't know if it's something that they've <laughs> sat down and, and really studied, went, well, we could do this, we could do that. that would get the best out of who. Or Neil Lennon just went, fuck, I love playing three five two back in the day. You, <laughs> you, know never
1: get, you never guess the guy who's talking about Dwight York on this podcast would like a throwback. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It seems to be working for us, but because we did say after the, the fateful game, the 29th, we need to do something different, and this is different. There's been a lot of people wanting two strikers now. If you're playing four at the back, it doesn't really work. It's hard to get that in. We tried it with a diamond yeah, as well. Absolutely. It didn't really work. In this game, we went from three five two to a diamond to four two three one back to three five two. Second half, it didn't look like the players had a clue what was going on. Mm, yeah, I was trying to figure it out and I was confused. Moritz Bauer, James Forrest were f- going all over the place trying to find positions for themselves. So there's still wee tweaks to be done because the wee injuries upset the rhythm. But first half, tremendous stuff.
1: Yeah, it was. Um And the, the first goal and Cham's goal... The- one of the goals of the season one of the best goals the the football that was played in the first 30-40 minutes is up there with anything we've seen in in recent seasons going back to the the invincible treble I would probably put it in with that just for that sustained period we've seen loads of nice moves from Celtic but for a for a sustained, relentless half an hour that Celtic put in against St Johnson, it was fairly unrivaled this season. I thought it was great. It was, think...
2: worked, it was worked all the way from the back yeah. out to the left-hand side. And before you know it, it's out the right-hand side, whipped in, and there's your guy coming from midfield to score. Now that This formation's good because it allows the two strikers to occupy players. The two wide players can help the midfield and get forward, so the defenders have to watch out for them. And then you've got McGregor and Cham making those runs as well. And that's what the goal comes from—that yep. Petrov late run into the box and that <laughs> header.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Smelly's <that's> header <laughs> noise uh, for those who picked that up.
1: The the guy who was subject of speculation on that day as oh, well, who so was, was. there, was strongly linked with a a move that was you know, quote um, advanced negotiations with West Ham. Turned out to be, it it turned out to be a lot of rubbish, but. It seemed well, to Western
0: be a... did end up signing a midfielder, not they? did, yeah, oh, they did yeah.
1: On, that, on that day. Um, but yeah, it, field, it seemed like a fairly strong link and I just thought this would be so Celtic when <laughs> oh, they yeah. put in Cham with two days to go out the window and then sign absolutely nobody. But uh, it turned out to be to be false and um, uh, I'm glad he's around. I'm, I'm really glad that Lennon seems to rate in Cham so much. It, it might be difficult to fit him into the team once Christie's back f- fully fit. Um, although, I haven't seen him come on against Hamilton, it doesn't look as if he's going to be far off fitness and fairness. Um, I, I'm glad that Lennon seems to really believe in Olivier and Chan because there's probably still... Understandably, there's a section of the fans out there, who probably still don't really, don't really rate him that highly, they want him to have more influence, and I'm sometimes in that camp as well. I, I sometimes want him to be, you know, we've, some we've talked about before. We want him to be the best player in Scotland, mm. which we all know he should have been by now.
0: But uh, I mean, we didn't think At the beginning of the season, we didn't think we'd be seen much in him after his. I want yeah. to leave and go to Marseille yeah, antics.
2: Sure. Yeah, I hope we can now that we've got these players. Obviously, I was furious the other night uh, about the transfer window, but you can back the team and be angry at how the club's been run. Of course, yeah. There's two different things. So now that we've got these players, we need to get completely behind them because it's not the no their fault
0: that somebody no. wasn't
2: brought in. It's no their fault they didn't get help. And a lot of people were saying, oh, but Encham doesn't play all the time. But Encham always starts or gets on. So yeah. if you take that out, you need to bring somebody in. And then when it gets to the summer and Cham could leave, Massive chance Edward could leave El Yanousi, Foster, and then if, if we win the league, we're in Champions League qualifiers, and Jack Henry's playing again besides <laughs> so we need to be careful here. So, t- I, I want to take it. We've got two games in a week where one in Cham was really good, and then at the weekend, he wasn't great. One Greg Taylor was really good, and then at the weekend, he wasn't great. Yeah, we can't just write them off. Oh he was brilliant that week then Ah oh, he wasn't good then Just swap him out It's hard when there's Game after game For these players To get into a rhythm Every game's different Different pitch Totally different circumstances So I don't want to Write off these players Like oh, let's get in Cham out and get Christian. in Let's yeah.
0: get tail out And get Hayes in Because Hayes came on done well You touched on uh, Jack Hendry there um, We sent him out On loan uh, And then he ended up Getting a terrible injury I think he's done his cruciate. Why Boy can't get any luck nah. <laughs> Um Speaking of someone else Who can't get luck Jozo Managed to injure himself in this game Neil Lennon's been very complimentary of Jojo But Neil Lennon seems to be very complimentary Stephen, immediately after someone's had a bad game <laughs> I've
1: noticed that creeping uh, in a wee bit uh, recently He often picks one of the poorer players To single out I'm, I'm happy with that yeah, I, I That's management Yeah, I don't necessarily buy the words he comes away with, with After oh, calling him a rock and outstanding and flawless and all that I don't really believe him But mm. I'm, I'm happy for him to come out and back his own players Simunovic is another... He's another symptom of this, uh, the transfer window thing, to drag his back into that. There was a lot of people saying we don't need another centre half because we've got Simunovic we've got El we've got Beaton. We've got, but to be honest. That's fine, I I, I totally agree, those are all good players, but they're all, and the medical term is, injured as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys are injured as shit all the time, (laughs) and they can't be relied upon, they absolutely cannot. Imagine a back three of those three. (laughs) 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 Aye, it'd be a matter of time, a matter of time before someone goes off with some potentially career-threatening injury. But speaking of... You're, you're right. Semenovic goes off. Eh, injured once again. Bauer comes on for him. And I think Deceptively that's... Deceptively slow, isn't mm, he, More Bauer? Yeah. I think he's objectively a... a an ordinary footballer to be perfectly honest. I think we expected that when he came in. I think even he spoke about it when he... Uh, his first interview he gave, he said he wasn't the best player in the world. But he gives <laughs> all, he, he makes up for it in effort. I don't know if he does to Because <laughs> I don't know if any amount of effort can make up for his shortcomings. You, Melly, you said to me at the Ross County game, I think it was, you said... How can he look so much like a footballer and, right. and not really be one? But I feel like Celtic have a history of that. How much did mistorovic look like a centre half? No, it wasn't. Evander Snow looked as if he'd be world class, which is <laughs> <laughs> never a footballer either. But I felt when Bauer was introduced again, I just I don't want to have a go. At him. I just don't think he's a very good footballer. Well, you're
0: saying that you were saying in the group chat that that's the point you feel like the game turned.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it, it started to get a wee bit messy. Bauer doesn't really seem to know what he's doing. He, he looks as if he's never really sure where he's supposed to be and he, he can try and make up for that with effort all he wants but all we're asking for is a bit of, you know, positional awareness from, yeah. from the guy we spoke about it last week about the basket of cats the defense when he when he played as well and it just seems to be is a, a complete lack of communication with his, his, um, his peers around them and the the signing made sense it made sense at the time it seemed like a, a, a wise move it seemed like a prudent move at the time but I just don't think he's very good and I'm glad that the position was further strengthened and it wasn't only Bauer that came in in that window.
2: I think Bauer wasn't great at all. You uh, can you can be moved about positions, but you still need to be able to control a ball and pass it and <laughs> all that. And he, he couldn't really do that. But it it was all a bit too confusing for me in the second half. The Bauer came on. Start we went back to a back four, where I thought, if you had to just put Bauer on straight in place for Jozo, kept the back three, because we were absolutely shredding them down both sides and they couldn't handle it. But we changed it. We went to. A, I think it was a diamond first with Forrest in behind Griffiths and Dembele then we put Edward out Dembelli. left Dembele uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edward we put Edward out left Griffiths in the middle Forrest out right it was just four different formations we yeah. found Scott Brown went in a right centre half and when we went back to a back three and it happened again at Hamilton when a, a sub came on I noticed three players talking to each other pointing their fingers like positions yeah it should be clearer than that for the players mm. when it comes on so I don't know if it's a communication between I know the manager can't shout from that far but it should be all this. All these scenarios should be worked on before like if we do this you go here but it just seemed a bit of confusion.
0: Sometimes it, it's by any means necessary though we were 3-0 up we were on the game I think he probably just threw we're on and expect him to do I mean if you're, if you're making a sub you're probably expecting the guy to perform no, he, should be, he
2: should be expected to be able to play football and he didn't look like he'd do that but <laughs> no. it, still it should, players should know what they're doing they should know go on and say, he should know his role and he should be able to tell other players their role and it just—it was just all over the place
1: yeah it, it kind of coincided rather uh, with John, St. Johnson crept into it a wee bit maybe mm-hmm. with the uh, 20 odd minutes to go. A couple of chances. O'Halloran had a good effort that Forster was equal to after I think Julian played in Chantry a bit of danger on the edge of the box, but other than that it was a, a fairly yeah. fairly comfortable from that point. I know it did go a wee bit to pieces Tactically in the second half but St Johnson didn't have enough about them what didn't help was going down to 10 men unnecessarily <laughs> as well and yeah. um, obviously Mikey Johnston and Neil Lennon
0: were in the news uh, shortly after the what game what did you think what did you think <laughs> of that because there was a lot of, I, personally I thought it was funny I <laughs> <laughs> very funny <It's laughs> Because the uh, of the century uh, uh, yeah, I, personally I thought it was quite funny because if you've never had a look like that from a manager <laughs> or or your dad, yeah. um, you you've no you're, you've no lived. Um, yeah. But I, I thought Mikey, that's a lack of experience on Mikey Johnson's part. You know what happened was for those who might not know, yeah. Mikey Johnson looked injured. The physio went to him. He said he was fine. We made the substitution at that point
1: because it was ready to be switched as yeah.
0: well. Neil Lennon almost changed it only
1: to go on Mikey Johnson's word that he could have played yeah. on because they were eventually going to. they were going to take. Edward
2: was walking off. Yeah, and they stopped it so. And Lennon said they got word that Johnson was okay eventually they made the sub and then Johnson went down again had to go off I think it's just a a bit of inexperience on Johnson's part look I felt quite sorry for him the guys coming into the team the formation's been switched and it doesn't really suit him so he's coming on trying to make an impact he's just back from injury he wants to be a Celtic player there's people saying maybe he's not strong enough and all that he's trying to make an effort and Neil Lennon doesn't like players that aren't going to battle, aren't going to put it in. So when he went down with an injury after just coming on, do you think Neil Lennon's going to think, oh, this is a guy I want on my team? He's probably tried to prove to Neil Lennon that he can be a Celtic player, whereas he should have just said, look, I'm injured and yeah. need to go off. Yeah. It's just
0: inexperience. For Aye, because Get to it, the good bit, though, what happened? I, because <laughs> because as, he was, as he was coming off, Neil Lennon gave him a look of thunder and basically just told him to hey, F off. Um, <laughs> yes, he did. Now, I, just to just touching on what Melly said there about, you know, wanting to play around that. I think if Mikey had came off when when he was first injured, he probably would have got the same look for Neil <laughs> yeah, Lennon. Yeah, as, but... as if to say, fuck, you talk, <laughs> you know. Um, but it turns out it was quite a bad one. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. And it kind of further exacerbated the the lack of winger signing on yeah. deadline day, but it was no sense going back into that. In and we'll oh, go day, back in it, don't yeah, we. <laughs> Mikey Johnson has kind of been annoying me as well. He's, he's made me want to give him the face of thunder and tell me, yeah. <laughs> as well, because there was a moment, uh, I think, well, in fact, it was against Ross County because there was a free kick that was lined up, and Odson Edward at this point was on his hat trick after having come on eight minutes previously. And it looked as if, but people were saying after the game, oh, it's really good that Oddson Edward, Edward to give up the free kick, even though he's on a, um, a hat trick, give it to Mikey. But what had actually happened was that Mikey Johnson had obviously been the designated taker, but, but Odson Edward wasn't on the. P- that didn't start the game. He'd obviously been the designated taker, and Johnston grasped Edward into Bruni, and then Bruni told him that he was allowed to take the free <laughs> yeah. kick. It was nothing to so do. You don't like him so no, that that was kind of annoying. He probably should have been booked for a terrible dive against Kumarnock recently, and then this thing as well. So, buck up your ideas, young man. Man up. <laughs> let's
2: let's not get too hasty here because remember we we all sat here and said James Forrest, Cal McGregor, nah, aren't they really doing yeah. it? So. Aiden McGee did get a lot of stick when he was young. Oh, no,
0: I've got utmost faith in in Mikey. To make oh, I've it. raved about him
2: as well. Right.
1: It's just that it just he has been doing some annoying things. Recently. Yeah, he learn from these I things. Mean, there's, hopefully,
0: there's plenty of players smattered about the league the same age as Mikey Johnson, and he's better than all of them. Yeah, and obviously the game was finished off with what what looks to be coming the typical Clamala's eh, last five or six or seven or eight minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. as we I, said, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. <laughs> he probably needs another, he probably needs a full game, definitely needs a full game, whether or not he gets it, as we've discussed Stephen. Effort and showing you're good in training comes before a run of games Absolutely, so, yeah. so, with Clyde coming up, as we said, he might get an opportunity there, but mainly what have we been saying on this podcast since the very first episode this season?
2: Not quite the first game, it was after the Cluj game, but one game at a time One game at a time
0: Another one ticked off the list Another one ticked off the another list Another way game our league rivals uh, on that even managed to beat Rain, beat St. Mirren, sorry, 2-0. Um, Celtic then rolled on to Hamilton, the worst ground in Scotland. Definitely one of the worst pitches. Yeah. Um, although, it's, although, in saying that, the pitch looked... Good. Yeah, it looks good on telly. It, it yeah. looked good on telly. It, Johnson's pitch looks like a, a bog. Well, that's well. what I was going to say. So it's kind of like you, you get the choice, don't you? Do you want a bog or do you want a, a plastic pitch with Sainsbury's behind it? <laughs> <laughs> the Hope CDB,
2: CBD Stadium.
0: Is that what it's called? Yes. I wonder how much it costs to sponsor a stadium in Scotland. Comedian, that's it. Pick one. Celtic uh, Park. <laughs> <laughs> the, 20 <laughs> it, <laughs> the twenty minute Tim's dog. take hundred quid for it. Twenty minute Tim's though. Uh, we should look at sponsoring some lower league teams. Um, this game was all about one man. Now, Melly, there's a canoe with three, <laughs> with three seats on it in this podcast. <laughs> so there is. Yeah, two I, are occupied. Uh-huh, I entered the canoe <laughs> many moons ago. Are you ready to enter the best strikers as Larson canoe with me and Stephen? Oh, it's a toughie. Skeech over your boy. <laughs> hey, nice, serious, serious. Um, grab a paddle,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the like on
0: Before we get to it, though, before we get to the man yeah. himself, um, I think it would only be right to discuss. You know, Celtic. It was a game of one half against St. Johnson and Perth. <laughs> this was a game of one half. Um, the first half was 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 a difficult old game, wasn't it? Hamilton really, really threw everything at it here. Um, they seem big...
1: capable of it this season. Hamilton, would, yeah. Would, before the game, a lot of the coverage was geared towards reminding everyone that Hamilton have that they've not taken anything off Celtic yet, but they've. It's only
0: been a goal. Yeah, they've, they've held players. them to single goal victories
1: both times so far.
0: It, but, it was really about two men for me. In the Hamilton side, it was about Gogic and uh, and and um, that
1: big Gogic
2: get better after he took a knock to the skull, didn't he? Was, he
0: certainly did. And he's he's one of these guys where you watch him for the other team and you go, he's perfect for Hamilton. Like he would yeah. be. He's rotten. He's not a good footballer, but he was putting his face and his head in the way of absolutely Talk everything. About
1: throwbacks. That was like an uh, eighty centre half completely bandaged around the head everything he was an absolute tower of strength in his that own, game
2: his own player he headed That's as well right, yeah. and uh, I was in that stupid gazebo for the game <laughs> and just as he had his back to us and then you just seen the blood pissing forth. oh mate <laughs> but uh, Celtic in this game the first half was the complete opposite to the first half hour of St Johnson because I don't I, I don't understand it it was only Stephen Welsh coming in to make his debut I was When I went to the reserve game with Tom the other week He played against Clyde He was up against a veteran striker, Ali Love And he was brilliant yeah. Won every header against a big strong guy And uh, his passing was good So I thought he's good And he was in the was matchday cool. squad for uh, Ross County He was on the bench, wasn't
0: he?
1: Yes, yeah, I think he was, yeah. But, uh, was I
0: it? thought he was our best centre-half in this game. Yeah, well, he was.
1: So when was. compared to the couple of dog-oats beside him, that's, <laughs> that that's fair cop. Yeah, I thought I thought Welsh Did was... Did you call them dog-oats? Yes. oats <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, Welsh was v- very good. I think the best thing you can say about him is that he was... Solid, yeah, and completely unremarkable. He had just had a solid like seven, eight out of ten. Yeah. He didn't do anything daft again. Decent pass, unlike travelled
0: forward with the ball. a few times. The couple of the
2: pair beside him. Mm-hmm. Enough. It, um, that's why it was so confusing because it was just one change at the back, but the, t- the team was completely different. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't get any tackles. They didn't press uh, Hamilton. They let the two Hamilton strikers bully them. We didn't get it wide and quick enough. When we got it to our wide players, we didn't support them out wide. We just let them have it out wide and hope they beat two or three players and get it in. Greg Taylor was hung out to dry. James Forrest was in I,
0: I need to disagree with you. We were, we were talking about this before the game. I don't think Greg Taylor was hung out to dry. I noticed a few people saying that Hamilton were doubling up on him. I don't think they were. I just think he... I think Greg Taylor's a good player. And I think all he needs in this Celtic team is time. Because he showed it in the previous game and Perth, he's 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 a, he's he's got it. He's a good attacking yeah. fullback. But I just wanted a bit more bravery for Greg Taylor in this game. I wanted me. I don't think he went past this guy once. I, I I don't think, and it was only one guy. And you're thinking, you just need to be turn a patient You don't even need a trick. You need a bit of confidence. And he done what we've been criticizing bowling goalie for a lot was just take the easy option. Like so many times, exactly. Greg Taylor I was just turning inside, giving it to McGregor, just going the easy option. And I I, I was watching Taylor a lot in this game, and there was times when. Ayer and McGregor Were all having a go To him And then Chalmers saying Come on You know Do, yeah. do something with it here um, So I think he's a good player I just think he needs A little bit of confidence And, and, and also The centre-halves I thought As I said I thought Well was the best centre-half he done many things right He didn't try and header a ball That was at knee height <laughs> Christopher Ayer um, And he didn't get bullied the, the way that Christopher Julian does Do you guys think or Do you find that Like Julian Struggles more against rubbish teams than he does against the the better teams, I find. I when think he, where are you? I, I think he, he sort of, he strolls at this. He's not focused enough. I think Julian lacks that that focus.
1: That I said that recently, I think he's too emotional at times. I think yeah. he's a wee bit, I think he gets... He's already own,
0: thinking about his next tweet. <laughs> I think he gets
1: in <laughs> his own head at times. And, and that's why... Hoops upside his head. Yes, I, like, um, I wondered if he's a little bit too... Yeah, just emotional is the best word I can come up with for it. I think, well, um, it does struggle against poorer teams. I think that coincides with them having physical strikers. So we'll we'll go back to the Lyndon Dykes thing as well. That was probably his poorest game. Um, He must be gutted now that Livingston have brought back Dolly Menga as well, so they'll get Dykes (laughs) and Menga. Um, The the natural disasters up front. But um, this was no different. Now, their striker, Ogumpo. Now, apologies if I'm butchering that um, pronunciation. I thought thought he was really good. I thought he had a great game. He was certainly a handful. However... Three goals a season, two of them against Celtic. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we're doing it again. We're helping these guys out with goals when they can't uh, otherwise get any. Uh, but uh, in fairness, I thought he was definitely a handful for, for our defence in that game. It caused all manner of problems. I thought Julian...
2: It was uh, Julian that completely cost the first goal. There mm-hmm. was, uh, I'm sure it was the same phase of play because I remember saying to the guys I was standing beside, Julian had the ball in centre-half. And he, he just launched it over to the gazebo side where I was sitting over past <laughs> uh, Ayer. It's a terrible pass right over his head. Nobody need him. Yeah. Plenty of time in the ball. And from that, Hamilton got the throw in. Don't think he goes out of play after that. It's worked down and they win the corner. Good delivery in. He lets his man go. We've seen mm. this with Ayer and uh, Julian. When they're up against physical guys, Ayer can't handle standing off a guy and just put, moving him away from goal. He's got to be putting wee feet round, has to look as if he's going to get the ball and yeah. gives away free kicks, gives away silly fouls. Julian as well, as soon as he doesn't win the first header, it just seems to throw his game. These guys aren't very good at football. They're just physical presence. Yeah, You should be able to play against them. You're both now experienced enough to be able to deal with it. And do you know what? Eight times out of ten that's what you're going to deal with in Scotland. Yeah, it's going yeah. to be guys like that. So I didn't like seeing them rattled. It wasn't until Hammond went down to 10 men and took the other striker off that Celtic's backline started to relax. If it had been 11 v 11, they could have caused us more problems when the bought me the league a guy that's only scored two goals before that, they really shouldn't have been causing his problems, but they were.
1: I thought they were worth it. Um, I thought they were good value for, before eventually Celtic just took over and blew them away towards the end of the game. I thought Hamilton didn't didn't look like a team that were bottom of the league. No. I thought they no. they played much better stuff than I was expecting them to. Again, I say that in the knowledge that they're obviously not great and they, they have their strengths, which is... A couple of big physical players, namely the centre half, and, strength. yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think they were. They're, they're a fantastic team, but I think I think they did all right, and they showed why they they have been able to restrict Celtic to to very limited amounts of goals, as I said, until they they finally blew them away. Anyone interested in the Griffiths potential red card thing? New for
0: anyone who again who hasn't seen it. A stamp of sorts yeah. on on a player. Nah, yes. yes, I'm having it. I'm having it. I'm not having a stamp, but no, I'm having it. I'm taking it. I'm taking the stamp. oh thank I you. I'm having a stamp. He, he he stamped He stamped him. <laughs> he kidded on like he lost his balance, but you could see kind of. <laughs> done a fake jump with one yeah. foot and landed on the guy he stamped on him you it's know. not a stamp but
2: what is it then I don't, I don't know the exact word but <laughs> trod I
0: are mean, I mean, we arguing <laughs> over semantics yet stamp I, I, he, like, he, I, he
2: could have stood his ground I'd say I think uh, was it Michael Stewart saying sports scene, the guy sort of pulls his thingy but he didn't need to lift his foot to do that are we, like, in,
0: are we, are we into body mechanics again yeah. me and biomechanics, Stewart, biomechanics yeah. I suppose listen it I was think, silly think, very silly I think Griffith's trying to do him I think mm. Griffith's trying to do him I don't like, think it was a red card but no probably not a red card no um I think Hamilton took it to the SFA in the morning, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, they could do. <laughs> it's
2: the SFA fault. That's not a red card because they got let. Maradona oh, maybe right. won the first game of last season. That's so, right.
0: Was, that's
1: right. Once again, we're talking about
0: pitch like excessive force and all that. Yeah. Whatever that actually means. S- speaking of red cards, do you think Jamie Hamilton, poor guy, only seventeen years old, think his was a red card? Yes, it was. Um, it seems harsh
1: because we're not talking about someone scything through the back of anyone or like a. a Potential leg-breaking challenge. All it is is just a very light tug on the guy getting away from him. But that's exactly what it is. It's, so, a, it's a red you, card
0: all day long. He, if you're Lee Griffiths, and you feel those two yeah, hands on your shoulders,
1: yeah, and in, in particular, he pulled his right shoulder, which set him off balance and he fell over. That's it's a red card because of. Is where the two of them were on the pitch It definitely is I know there was another defender coming in But it's a, it's a red card all You'd day long for him, does though, wouldn't you, Millie?
2: It was just inexperience from the guy He lets Griffiths get the wrong side And once he's in I, was, I thought, what well, if he got in the penalty box He would obviously win a penalty But when he's dragged down It is a clear sending off But I wasn't sure if the ref was going to give it And he did wait a second And... Got a word for you, I think when I seen the replay, the linesman was sort of speaking to him and quite surprised they gave it because it's that Tory that's the linesman. <laughs> so but it was a right decision, red card, and I didn't expect the ref to give it, but it was a
0: clear red card. And then there's, from the resultant free kick, um, there was no, no arguments, no Lee Griffiths, yeah. just uh, no grassing a into Bruni. No, brainer. no, none of that. Uh, the coolest man in Scotland, ice cold, running through his veins, steps up and dispatches that free kick, there's nothing Stephen that this man can't do, he's the keeper, a dreamboat
1: <laughs> Yeah, the, the keeper gave him a huge target aim at, but it's still very difficult to get that in from there, because the wall has effectively done its job, the keeper can't cover the entire goal, especially when it's that free kick has been taken from basically in line with the penalty spot, just just outside the box so he has to pick a side to go to the keeper and he, he basically leaves his left hand side wide open, but the, bo- the, the wall is in front of that, but it doesn't it's, it's nae match for, for Edward's technique. It's, it's the absolute pace he gets on. It's right, yeah, frightening. It. That I thought
2: the keeper, it's in the middle of the goal, it's at a decent height, he should have done better. There was a Lee Griffiths one later on that the keeper saved, but again, he showed Griffiths that that, that whole side to yeah. hit and that's why it nearly went in. Keeper, pretty rancid, but the free <laughs> kick, the pace from that, the free kick's oh, silly, but almost too close to get it. Yeah. Up and over, and yeah, get yeah. the pace on it. You could imagine somebody doing a sort of chip dink over the wall and trying to get in. But to get that pace on it, it's absolutely frightening what that guy can do with his feet. A knuckleball. Uh,
0: <laughs> Edward, we're running out for him. He's getting better and better almost every week now. Like almost every yeah, week, you yeah. we think you've seen peak Edward, He's getting better and he's just an absolute joy to watch. He is the French Thierry Henry.
2: He is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as I say, one game at a time, and look, it's getting to that point where you need to cherish every game with this guy, because if he does stay for the first half of next season or whatever, just go and see this guy play football, because when he goes, it's going to be almost impossible to replace this guy, yeah. you're just going to need to buy, four, well, any other team would get the money for him, buy four players and improve the rest of the team, we'll not, we'll just rely on what we've got. <laughs> Doesn't matter, but just go and watch this guy because we might not be seeing a talent
1: like this for a long time. Fittingly, it was Groundhog Day yesterday, mm. and uh, it was same oh, nice. old, same old odds on Edward in this game. Uh, speaking of which, I, I watched the game and then I was browsing about on the telly later on, and the movie channels on Sky. One, one of them was shown Groundhog Day, and do you know what was on after Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. No, it was a, <laughs> it was a Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> it, no, it was a, it was Groundhog Day, which is when you think about it.
0: Kind of cute. You know has got movies, isn't it? Never seen Groundhog Day. What? Jesus Christ. Seriously? Never seen, seen Drops <laughs> on. Never seen Groundhog Day. Oh, you need to fix that. It's
1: an absolute <laughs> classic. But the uh, Groundhog Day from Odds from on Eduard, uh, just a ridiculous performance from him again. That we were jokingly throwing around the comparison to R9 Ronaldo uh, mm-hmm. last week as well. And his second goal in this game was somewhat reminiscent of that as well. But the thing about Eduard is that he's his balance, I see. he's so light. Look how light he is in that the movement, the, the one two with Rogic, he eventually plays. But what Ronaldo was quite famous for was he would go on runs from about the same area as Odson Edward does, but he would run through defenders, just bulldoze right over the top of them. But Edward is he's like floating there. You could honestly challenge him to go back and do that dribble, but this time you're going to do the same thing you're going to dribble with the ball but I'm going to pour water into your hands and you're going to carry that he could do it and he wouldn't spill a single He'd, drop I mean the, the
0: Henri comparison is one that sticks with me like watching yeah. him play he's very like Henri for, for me but it's it also does a, there was a point in the game where he dribbles into the box and he's one of these players who sort of sees things in slow motion he's a, he's a yeah. step ahead of everyone else because He dribbles into the box, takes a guy on, he's bearing down on goal, there's a defender coming from his right, at which point he steps over the ball to block the guy, come to get the ball off him. And I'm just like, he knows what's going to happen before the people around him know what's going to happen. It's unbelievable. You just dummied your microphone there as well. (laughs) The people will hear it, I
1: was acting out.
2: (laughs) The guy's absolutely tremendous. And when you look from when we came back at the start of January, just look at the different type of goals he's got. He's got a header from a corner. He's got the free kick. He's got the right-footed finish, the left-footed finish. He has. We'll compare him a bit to Dembele because I think Dembele scored in every game since he came back. He's a more rounded player than Dembele. He's just yeah. maybe not got the strength. And I thought if we were going to bring in another striker in January, we've got Griffith who plays off the shoulder. Edward who can drop deep. I'd like to see that a big, a, quite a powerful striker. Obviously, it's going to be hard to... Replaced or get MD as good as Dembele, but just we're whipping a lot of crosses in mm. there now, and to have somebody that could be a good header of the ball, which maybe Griffiths and Dembele—that's probably the weakest part of the uh, Dembele again. <laughs> Griffiths and Edward—that's probably the weakest part of the game. But Edward is frightening, and I'm
1: just gonna I'm gonna embrace it now. Goal twenty-two scored by number twenty-two. Catch 22? (laughs) You can try. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I don't know what you're worried about, Melly. We've signed the Polish Lewandowski. um,
0: You might have noticed recently how there's been a lot of talk, a comparison between him and someone who, I I don't really want to mention his name, um, plays for another team in the city. All that talk is now, even... Connor Salmon yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all All that talk's dead there's no one making those comparisons anymore because everyone's now finally realising that they can't go on TV and make themselves look that foolish I'm sure Chris Boyd will at one point (laughs) but he Edward is on another footballing planet from all the other bums in this league Um, there's nobody close to him and he will end up playing for a top top team one day and like you Melly says you need to watch this guy play football it's unbelievable and it frightens the absolute life out of me to think that what our team would look like going for nine in a row if we didn't have them.
2: Oh, it scares the bejesus yeah. out of me, but <laughs> we're going to need to deal with it at some point. See, in this game, it got to half time, We'd obviously equalised with his free kick in the second half. The fans were on edge and I completely understand it because it was a big shock to me that Derek McInnes went to Ibrox and came back with a clean sheet didn't yeah. kick the bed uh-huh, yeah. got amazing. the draw I thought maybe a bit out of the two games Hibs and Wednesday they'd maybe drop points but I did not expect Derek
0: McKinnon so fair play to them ever yeah. since his comment about uh, being a class above Hibs I think he's only won 27% of his games against <laughs> them or sorry. something ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, uh, go, Aberdeen rather alright. sorry going into this I thought this is a brilliant chance it's a tough game we've had a few a lot of away games if we win this we can go 7 points ahead so everybody was willing it on but 45 minutes against 10 men Hamilton. It was going to come. I felt it was going to come. And I know that was maybe hindsight, but there was a lot of people really every misplaced pass. There was a few people some having a go at some players and a few fans having a go at the fans having it. I get why people were on edge, but that was always coming to me, Celtic. Were, yeah. It wasn't as if we were just doing nothing. It was constant corner yeah. after corner. It was block after block. We were absolutely peppering them. The three centre-halves had nothing to do. That's why we changed it. And fair play to Neil Lennon in this game because he made the changes that affected the game. And you said Greg Taylor didn't feel he was hung out to dry. Well, as soon as Ryan Christie came on around the 60th minute, he sort of went over to that left-hand side and Greg Taylor got a bit better. Greg Taylor got booked and I think that's why he was taking off mm, yeah. Johnny Hayes a bit more direct he had but,
1: another wee incident but he could have picked yeah. up another
2: one Yeah. so I think the ref could have evened it out but we took him off, again good management brought on Hayes and that's where the goal comes from, the subs, quick thinking from Johnny Hayes, decking it over the advertising <laughs> holding, and then getting the throw in playing it Christie, whipping the ball in it was going to take something like that because Hamilton were well set up they were well drilled, they were kept in shape and it took Celtic getting them while they were out of shape, doing something quickly, because Neil Lennon went to get the ball, but Johnny Hayes went and got it. Christie with a great ball in. Uh, Julian was still up there from the corner, I think, and a great finish. And it was pure relief after that, because as soon as Celtic scored that, you know, that was it. Hamilton weren't going to equalise. They had nothing in the second half, but I just felt like, Remember Edward's celebration against Rangers where he's just doing that <laughs> with I was doing that to the fans, but obviously not. Like, it's going to come because there was no way Hamilton could have held out for 45 minutes nah. with that pressure. Yeah. We weren't creating great chances, but it was going to come. And when it did, oh was loving that gazebo man. Um, Credit to
1: Hayes there for that. You you mentioned it was quick thinking, but a, a lot of credit to him. We've said quite a bit on here, but not rating Johnny Hayes as a footballer, fine. But what he got there, he totally understood that there's fine margins that help you in a game like that when you're maybe struggling to break a team down. It may only be a margin of about three or four seconds, but that ball was in play a lot quicker than it would have been yeah. had he waited for a ball boy to go and get that ball and Hamilton probably would have get back into their shape, they would have reset and and maybe been able to defend Purely it. A might bit have better. Went back yeah, exactly. Position. So uh, it is fine margins of that and Johnny Hayes definitely understood it in that moment.
0: And that is just you know, on Johnny Hayes we've all had our opinions on Johnny Hayes and we admit that he's not the best left back and he's maybe know the answer, but I see it with Johnny Hayes. You know, In this game, I saw why Neil Lennon likes him because I think what Neil Lennon sees in Johnny Hayes is someone who, to the best of his ability, will carry out Neil Lennon's instructions. Yeah, and, yeah. and Johnny Hayes came on and immediately started taking on the fullback and, and, and got a lot of joy from taking on the fullback for the period of time he was on the pitch. So I think Johnny Hayes' contribution in that game was great. I think Greg Taylor will definitely come on to a game. I think he just needs more time in that Celtic team, more first team, more maybe more time to get out of that Mentality that he played a long time for Kamarnock who are very, very conservative. Yeah, and and, and he's also played a long time with Kamarnock, but the players aren't as good as Celtic, so he needs to make sure he needs to pass it five yards to someone's feet to make sure they can control. Whereas Celtic, he can express himself a bit more. The problem I think we've got here is is Neil Lennon needs to win every single game of football, and getting someone who needs a bit of time to bed into your team maybe makes Neil Lennon a bit nervous.
2: Let's not forget. Taylor played brilliant Wednesday. Johnny yeah. Hayes in the previous what two or three starts was abysmal. Now he comes on here with clear instructions. Greg Taylor wasn't maybe doing something. Greg Taylor being booked so he maybe has to be a bit wary. Johnny Hayes has got all the energy coming on. Hamilton are sitting right in. So it's all set for Johnny Hayes. He's been told exactly what to do. He was... If he had played what seventy seven minutes, would he have been able had the energy to jump over that hanging You know, yeah, it's all wee ifs it's, and sp- bumps, it's it?
0: just that on the plastic pitch. I thought Greg Taylor might have suited that a bit more because he because yeah. he played so long on it.
2: But um, as well, credit to Len for those two. So and with as well, he went for yeah. it. He dropped Scott Brown back deeper, and he put McGregor. Uh, Rogic and Christie midfield. Now we got a lot of success with that last year. He kept Griffiths and Edward in front, and he made the change down the left hand side. And it was all down the left hand side. The energy of Christie and Hayes that we got the goals. For.
0: And I think this is something that's uh you know it's it's sort of comes after the transfer window, and it's quite ironic because it showed the strength and depth in our team. there's team we had these guys on the bench to make the changes to affect the game. Now yeah. we mentioned the Rangers game against. Uh, Aberdeen They need to win every game If they want any chance Of winning this league It wasn't working for them They brought Kamberi and Hadji Off the bench Nothing happened And that's two guys They went to the market To get So you're looking yeah. So maybe Neil Lennon's Looking at it going I would have loved To get someone in But I can still bring Christy Rogic. I can bring these guys Off the bench I've got Klamala Whether he comes good or not It's a different story it's Yeah just, and we've got
1: Again we've got Game Changers still To come back And all he Has been injured Illy-Nousi. For quite a while now We've got that guy probably really go hopefully back fit in the coming weeks enough to play uh, tell him, make a telling contribution for the rest of the season because he on his day can be an absolute game yes. winner uh, for Celtic and yeah,
0: again I, t- I talked about it earlier these guys are injured as shit yeah. um, but, El- but see Vettel on the injury r- the, 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 just you just reminded me of something there you know we're maybe passing through our injury crisis now maybe mm. we're passing through and the likes of Biton although he's a bit part player definitely El Hamed Elianousi, maybe these, Arzari, who knows how much he can contribute, but Ryan Christie's coming back. Frimpong. Maybe these guys are coming back for us when we need them the most. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, we will look strong when we have a full squad. If that happens, it's rare that happens, but as we've seen at the weekend with Rangers, once we have and Ryan Jack's out and Morelos, if they have two injuries, they can't cope with it. Whereas, we've had to cope with that most of the season and it's about time our luck started to turn. It might, it might be other players that get injured but if we get games like this get them won
0: get Edward off as soon as yeah, possible right. the scoring was wrapped up by James Forrest I don't think he had a particularly good game no, um, well, quite quiet but you know there's no doubt in it. it's one of these ones where people are sort of having a wee bit of a moan about James Forrest at the moment Melly, But two goals in two games two goals in two games can't deny the guy's form
2: no he's been good he set up in Cham's goal and he got a goal against St Johnson got a goal here and he is playing at right wing back uh, which is his natural position I don't think he was great against Hamilton but he kept going and it was it was a tough game for everybody to be fair but we got the result and again look we didn't play brilliant against Hamilton he gets his goal in the end maybe that gives him another wee boost of confidence Lennon said John the he was fantastic don't know if I'd Mm. agree with that but (laughs) If he's playing himself through a wee dip in form, he's still getting in and getting goals. Was that 16 for the season? Yeah. That's incredible for that guy. And again, going up to Hamilton, going to St. Johnson, these games don't win themselves. You need to go out and win them. You need to do the dirty work and get them won. And that's seven goals in two games. We went to Kilmarnock the week before. A horrible pitch got three goals there. So we're, we're ticking off these games. And I know people are saying, oh, maybe the league's over. I don't want to say that because if the brogue was on the other foot, <laughs> yeah. I would say, well, we're seven points behind, but we've got two games against them and we've yeah. got a game in hand. So until it's within... As in Celtic, if Celtic win all the games, obviously they win the league, but I want to be ahead that they can't
0: catch us even if well, they catch us up more yeah, all with the games. Yeah. The even, you know, call me a big crybaby, but even if it, the gap went to seven points, right, they lose their game in hand. Still don't know if I'd be saying it was over no, because no. because I can, I can they've been they've been good against us and and I can see them yeah. I don't think we're going to win every game and I can see them beating us twice or getting something off us twice but it must be so demoralising Stephen for Rangers at the moment now for them to come back after beating us on that high and they've really not done it at, at all since they've came back Stephen Gerrard threw his players under the bus last week against Hearts he'd done it again against uh, Aberdeen although not quite as badly. They, it must be demoralising for them just seeing us win just ratchet up a win because they'll be looking yep. the same as we are they'll be looking going oh yeah we gave me Perth now, that could be quite a tricky mm-hmm. one Going go to goal down to Hamilton 3-0 exactly go down to Hamilton until whenever it was uh, bang 4-1 yeah. they're just like God, how, how do you stop this machine Well, the way Gerrard's talking at the
1: moment is he's either trying to play very kind of loose mind games with Celtic or he's clutching at straws already because he's already talking about that 6 points it's up for grad and in- as he put it old firm games yeah. he's already talking about having to clock back then so if he's really clinging on to having to beat Celtic twice I, I think
0: I think he is I think the main game you play here is you pretend you're out of it you yeah, pretend yeah, it, yeah. ah there's maybe no chance maybe if we win these two games against Celtic and then what you're trying to do is dial the pressure down so we don't perform well yeah. but if there's one thing for sure inside Celtic Park they'll be no, paying no attention to what Stephen Gerrard yeah, okay. says win 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 we've got Motherwell coming up Motherwell are Tough team. It's another away game. Yep. They've only lost I think they've won four of the last six. Motherwell mm-hmm. They're definitely the informed side at the moment, apart from
2: Livingston, who are actually the informed yeah, side. But... Livingston beat them at the
0: weekend. So, yeah, so... Uh,
2: it's always it's always a goals galore up there, isn't it? It's yep. always a tough game, but we usually come out and talk. But again, we'll need to be on top form for this one. We hopefully might have one or two players back, maybe Jozo. I'd be happy for Welsh to play, but if you're going up against the top the team, maybe Jozo comes back in. So it's going to be a tough one, but 14 games to go in the league, this league is, it's going pretty quickly. Yeah, and yeah. If we win 12 or 13 of them, we're champions. So it, it, yeah. it is in our hands, we can go and do it, but I don't see us going and winning all those games. We're not going to win every game up from now till if we're crowned champions. There's going to be drop points, so maybe not panic when we do because we can't win every game and, I don't know what the next mid-three-wid week facility is because it's league game after league game, then Europa Europe, League comes yeah. into it. So it's interesting times, but we keep pumping teams, so I'll take it.
0: <laughs> he, might have to, he might have to do without his star striker, not due to injury, although his wife might injure him if she gets a hand <laughs> on him. But I was, honestly, I didn't mention a thing on this podcast. We didn't mention a thing about anyone tampering with Alfredo Morales's breaks no. because... You know, what you want to do is you want to wait for the facts before you make an absolute tit of yourself <laughs> uh, on that one. So there was somebody tampering with Alfredo Morelos's break. Stephen, that is attempted murder. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it has. Um, yeah, ha- treat yourself, listen, dear listener, have a way look on Twitter, just search the words Alfredo Morelos, attempted murder. Just have a way search <laughs> for that and and enjoy, sit back and enjoy. Now, this story, right, obviously, we don't have the, the scope, the range of something that would happen in, for example, England. But this is the funniest thing that's happened since that Rebecca Vardy thing. (laughs) Obviously, that's a bigger story because of who it is and who's involved and the celebrities involved. But for for anyone who's been living under a rock for the last 48 hours or so, Alfredo Morelos was in the news a few days ago because it was alleged that someone was tampering with his car. The Hun media (laughs) leapt to that it must have been Celtic fans trying to murder him um, by cutting his brakes, which is a bit... A Mate, bit old is school, isn't it? It's it's a bit, t- give, them, give them
2: a wee idea what kind of car this is.
1: It's a Lamborghini. Uh, so an inch the mecha- off the ground. Yeah, the mechanics of it are mind-boggling <laughs> how you would get under there and sever a brake, Kate, whatever. Um, but it turns out, turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that it's probably more likely to have been a private detective hired by his beleaguered wife yep. who believes
0: him to have been up to nonsense it's it's quite funny because there's been a real um, Alfredo Morelos PR campaign by Rangers and there's another one going on just now revolving around racism and abuse and I don't even have the appetite to get into it because at the end of the day PR doesn't win your leagues you know Rangers need to take a look at themselves and go what is it exactly we're trying to achieve here by creating this (laughs) circus because I can't figure it out Either way, it is very, very funny indeed. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to say on the subject. I will now... You, you, Stephen, you're correct. I will. We will never on this podcast, as a commitment to the listener on this podcast, we will never tire of watching Rangers repeatedly punch themselves ah. in the face. <laughs> Stepping on rakes. <laughs> um, before we go, I suppose we should look forward to the Clyde game. We are playing Clyde in the Cup and you can't look at this game without thinking about Roy Keane's <laughs> It conjures <debut>. up images. <laughs> yes, the the, the do-we match. <laughs> yeah. As we do, we like to do a little lineup quiz every so often, so I'm going to do that. But just look at this Clyde team. I love the... I mean, Craig Bryson, there's a couple of guys here that were not had decent careers, is not there? Are they yeah. a good team at that time? Uh, they had a decent team. That was did, just they about... like, did they never get promoted, did they not?
2: Very early, yeah.
0: yeah. Because that was the time they done like open trials, didn't they? Yes. They, they, they have, invited yeah. lot. They invited people up. Um, okay, we like to play a little quiz. Uh, right. We're going to mix it up when we talk about these old games that likes to j- jog the memory. Um, the real quiz. The real quiz. <laughs> what I'm going to do is penalty shootout style. I'm going to ask you, Stephen. To sudden death. Sudden, sudden death, death. Right. 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 So if them. you miss, Melly has to score the next okay. one. Right. Okay. So heads or tails? Heads. Oh, he went for a queen. <laughs> oh It is tails, Melly. Do you want to go first or pass? It do we? <laughs> That's how I'm saying Oh, I'm saying Dewey is your pick, obviously Stephen uh, Zoravsky Correct Roy Keane Correct Boritz? Correct Neil Whelan
2: Is correct uh, Telfer Is correct oh. Hartson, because he did his Chris and Sweeties after the game, didn't he? <laughs> That's right
0: Is correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To explain that reference for anyone who doesn't know, Roy Keane, I think, wrote in his book, was yeah, his it? First yeah. book, the uh, after the Celtic game he thought he was at the wrong club entirely. After this loss, he walked into the changing room and John... He was Hartson, on the bus, the bus was home. Was it? Yeah. Uh, on the bus home, John Hudson started turning into sweets and crisps. <laughs> Stephen, your go. McManus? Is correct. Oh, McGeady? Is correct.
1: Oh, out of left field here. Ross Wallace? Is correct.
0: Oh. Oh. One more winger, I think I'm there is. I'm going to have to put the pressure on. The Cowder doing this behind the goal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Nakamura is correct. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: Sweaty substance. You have a uh, yeah, yeah, three
1: more players. This is like this. Remember that shootout they went to like 11 10 with Warwick scored oh, in it oh, against yeah. the United? <laughs> Thrilling stuff. Uh, I'll go Maloney, correct? defender oh. <laughs> hey,
0: Caldwell. Is incredible He takes it I <laughs> might my first ever victory in one of those The defender who came on for Do We Was, Stephen, you want to take a punt at it? Uh, no Adam Virgo oh, oh, Virgo Jesus, I was never getting that <laughs> thing. And the other names you could have had were Stephen Pearson David Marshall mm. Who I thought might be an obvious As sub goalkeeper yeah. And Paul Lawson Oops, there, there you go What a, a deep cut <laughs> and, on, and on that Bombshell We shall wrap up Thank you very much for listening Thanks to everyone who supports us on the Patreon If you'd like to hear more content And podcasts from us You can check out Patreon.com Slash 20 minute terms Or else you can leave us A nice review on iTunes Thanks for listening
1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue.
1: Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.